mostly when I explore how people write well and how people make a living from their writing, I look at individual creators and individual writers. But another angle to explore this is by content marketers who are writing to sell a company rather than an idea. And I think I was very impressed when I learned about how Jennifer Fitzgerald started Policy Genius, which is writing about insurance and making you care about a very dry, very macabre topic. One of the things that um, I think is is really interesting about what you do, and I wonder if, if this was part of the plan from the beginning, is content, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could have a, a website that just offers a bunch of different insurance policies. But, what, but if I'm an investor, I would say, well, but – Ten companies can replicate that idea. Like, what's going to make yours different? Did you have the the idea to 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 create content articles and and things like that from the very beginning? Yes, uh, and uh, the fifth member of our team was somebody focused exclusively on content. So basically, writing articles about mm-hmm. about insurance and how you mm-hmm. should think about insurance. Correct. So the idea would be what to get people to come to the site looking for. Advice, like like if I'm like uh, I look at like a spot on my arm, I'm like I'm like am I dying? And I'd look on my computer and I go to WebMD, right? <laughs> right. The idea was you would go, you would just somebody would do a search, and then they would land on your site and find out information. That's right, uh, because insurance, uh, as you probably know, it's a very considered purchase, right? It's not an impulse buy. You don't wake up uh, one morning saying, "Great, uh, today I'm going to get life insurance, and I know exactly what I want, how much I want, and where to go." It's a, a pretty long uh, decision journey, lots of research involved because nobody's an expert on insurance, right? Even very financially savvy consumers don't know a lot about insurance. So we knew that a key part of our value proposition and a key part to our success was making sure that we had the right content and the right tools along every step of that journey, right? So for most consumer purchases, it's not a multi-touch journey, right? You want to buy a pair of shoes? Like you go, you go to the place where you buy shoes and you pick a pair that you like. Uh, if you want to buy flights, you know how to do that because you do it all the time, right? You go to Expedia, um, you go to one of the flight aggregators, you um, uh, look at prices to go from A to B, and you pick the cheapest one, right? Um, people don't know how to buy insurance. People don't know how to shop for insurance. People have no idea what are the t- different types of life insurance, for example, and what's right for them. So we knew that great content and content that doesn't read like it's written by um, uh, underwriters uh, was going to be a big part of our success. But that takes time, right? Because if, if you write content, you're not going to hit the top of the search right away. You're not going to exactly. dominate, right? It's going to take time for that to kind of bubble up. It can take six months or longer. It took years. Yeah. Years. And insurance on Google is a very, very competitive space, right? So it took us... Because they're just buying AdWords and things like that? Yeah. It's one of the most expensive AdWords that you can uh, uh, purchase on Google. Uh, the word insurance and insurance-related terms can go upwards of $40, $50, $60 a click. A click? Just for a click. A click. Wow. Right? Uh, and on the organic side, right, you've got all the big insurance companies, uh, and we all know them because they spend billions of dollars on advertising a year. Um, and you have a lot of other sites that are, you know, vying for organic real estate. So it took us, our content SEO strategy probably took a good two to three years to really start to see results, uh, in terms of our traffic and in terms of business results. All right. So you have the, you basically have a in-house blogger writing content, 
But mm-hmm. initially, no one's reading that content, right? Oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody's reading the content. I think it was just also new for all of us. Uh, and we were just operating this fog of war uh, and under a belief that at some point people would be visiting the site and would be reading it. So, right. um, yeah. But I'm trying to understand how you measured whether that was working or not because you had such a small amount of money to work with and you're de- like some of that money you're deploying for content. But how, how are you able to measure whether that was actually a good idea or that that was a good return on your investment at that, at that point? We didn't. We you operated didn't. on the first principles and the belief that this was long-term going to pay off. But that short-term, there was no valid way to measure it, that this was, this was a long-term bet. I guess pretty early on in that first year, you, you, you got kind of a lucky break with some earned media. You got a, 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 an article in the New York Times about – or you were featured in an article in the New York Times about disability insurance. Um, how did that happen? Did you did you guys contact the reporter? Or did how did how did you even yeah get in there? We did. Uh, Francois, I think, tweeted at the reporter, uh, who was writing a column. I think he was talking on Twitter about writing a column about disability insurance. Uh, and I think I think the story is Francois tweeted at him. He replied, was interested to learn more because who'd ever heard of a tech company focused on disability insurance <laughs> for consumers? Uh, and uh, it all snowballed from there. Uh, he tested the product out, got quotes, uh, and uh, we got featured. And that was that was our big break. Uh, the article went live and we had uh, at the time a, a tracker that showed how many visits were on the website. So I think we literally went from from zero to to thousands uh, within an hour of the article uh, hitting the New York Times website. And normally that looked like 10 people. (laughs) And and people started to sign up just to to buy insurance? To buy, to to get disability insurance quotes, yes. We had a rudimentary CRM and we saw the requests like just start to fill up. So it was not done, it wasn't, the CRM wasn't inputting that stuff automatically for you? Oh no, it was manual on the back end. Just to translate, you and the other people in the office, the three or four people, were typing, like, user data into the system? Into the system to get to generate quotes. Then we put those quotes into a custom PowerPoint uh, presentation for the wow. quote requester. How long, how long did it take you to do that? It took us three weeks to dig out from under the backlog that that New York Times article created. Wow. Um, did it generate significant revenue or not really? Not quite. We generated a decent amount of revenue. Um, honestly, I think it was a lot of people who were uh, just, you know, in browsing mode. Uh, so we also weren't necessarily uh, focused on converting those shoppers. We were just so overwhelmed by the deluge of shoppers and we just wanted to get quotes out so we didn't, uh, so we didn't disappoint uh, the readers who found us in the New York Times. So we just were, you know, emailing out these uh, PowerPoint quote presentations as fast as we could get them out. For it was basically a, a, an assembly line for three straight weeks to get to everybody who requested quotes from us. So the fifth hire was an in-house blogger, and they blogged and blogged for two to three years with no expectation of results, just first principles and trusting that the SEO strategy would eventually pay off, and it did. But it was partially due to a lift from the New York Times. Who knows how the New York Times came across them? Maybe it was through SEO. And then also having a good enough product that 
after people check you out, they actually like and recommend you. The other thing that impressed me about Jennifer's strategy is that she knows exactly where in the life cycle her target audiences are based on the products that she's trying to sell. So listen to her talk about their life stage when they talk about life insurance. You know, I'm wondering about insurance, right? It is a fundamentally unsexy um, area. It's like like financial services too. But how do you sell something? How did you, you know, how do you sell something that is so... That's not, you know, a, a pair of Nike sneakers. Or so. I mean, like, how much of what you have have had to do is to educate the consumer, spend mm. lots of time just educating consumers about about this. Well, a big part of what we do is educate and uh, link the insurance decision to life events, which is really what it's about, right? So again life insurance or disability insurance or uh, homeowner's insurance isn't an impulse purchase. It's usually triggered by something happening in your life, right? The biggest trigger for life insurance is having a child. Uh, Specifically, what we have found in our consumer research, it's having child number two, because when people have their first child, they're so overwhelmed with now they're a parent, right? (laughs) And getting through that initial period with child number one, they actually don't get around to life insurance. It's if, if and when they have child number two or if and when child number one is old enough uh, that they start to think about life insurance. For homeowner's insurance, it's typically the act of buying a new home. And for disability insurance, it's typically uh, switching jobs. And now you're looking at your benefits uh, of your new job offer compared to your job that you're leaving. So what we have done is figured out what those life events and those triggers are, right, and build kind of an ecosystem of content and advice around that to link that life event with the insurance purchase and get them comfortable with what insurance they need, how much they need, and then to work with us to, to get it. 